We're in Yavamos Memtes Amman Aleph 49A2 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We are in the middle of a discussion about what type of relationship, what type of forbidden relationship, uh, if they were to have a child, so then what type of relationship would create a mamzer, would the child, that the child would then become a mamzer, somebody who cannot marry most people amongst the Jewish people. And we explained in the last recording that there are five different opinions about what type of forbidden relationship uh, would create a mamzer. And so uh, just going from um, the most expensive to the least expensive uh, to limiting it. So one opinion, which is found in the Gemara, says essentially any type of uh, forbidden relationship that's found in the Torah, whether it is phrased as a negative commandment, whether it's a positive commandment, and the lack of a fulfillment of a, <coughs> of a positive commandment, uh, any type of relationship that would create a mamzer. Uh, there's a second opinion that says that any relationship which is a negative commandment, any negative commandment, uh, there is an exception to the rule about uh, marrying, having to do with marrying a Kohen Gadol, um, uh, but that's because that's an exception to the rule because the Pasuk, the verse says explicitly that such a child is specifically no longer allowed to uh, be part of the kahuna, that being a Kohen. The implication is, though, that they are not a Mamzer. So that would be an exception to the rule uh, with regards to uh, a forbidden marriage, specifically with regards to a Kohen. Uh, but any other negative commandment would, uh, a, it would be a violation of a negative commandment that would... Uh, lead to the child being a mamzer. Opinion number three is the opinion in our Mishnah of Rabbi Akiva. The first two opinions that we quoted were other versions of Rabbi Akiva, but opinion, the opinion number three is Rabbi Akiva, which is found in our Mishnah. And he says that it's not just a negative commandment, but it's specifically having to do with relatives. It's only a negative commandment uh, that has to do with uh, relatives. Um, and if it's not about, if it's a violation of a negative commandment and it's uh, not a violation that has to do with a relative, that you're marrying a relative, uh, so then uh, the child would not be a mamzer. The opinion number four is Shimon Hatimni, so Shimon Hatimni, and this is the opinion that we follow, says that it has to be a more severe uh, prohibition with a more severe punishment of kares, at least of kares, either of of an early death by Hashem, or of actual Mises Basin, of actually uh, a punishment which is uh, worthy of getting the death penalty. Um, so that would create a mamser. And then the last opinion is Rabbi Yeshua, who says that only if it's something which is so severe that it it is deserving of getting the death penalty, but if it's just a uh, an early death from Hashem, I don't know about just, but if it's less than that, if it's not as severe, if it's an early death from Hashem, so then that would not create a mamzer. The child would not be a mamzer. And so we explained the source in the last recording, the source for this idea, according to three of the first three opinions. Uh, and it comes from the connection in the Torah of different psukim that the Pasuk, the verse that discusses the fact that a person cannot marry a mamzer, uh, right before that, it discusses the fact that a person is not allowed to marry his father's wife, and also not just his father's wife, but according to Rabbi Kiva, it's also telling us, this uh, unclear phrase of is referring to 
Anusas Aviv, the person that uh, to marry the woman that your father tragically uh, raped, so that would not be a uh, punishment of kares. That would be a, an ordinary negative uh, commandment to marry such a person, and so therefore Rabbi Kiva learns from there, so that that would in, in such a scenario or the like uh, that would. Uh, create a mamzer. So the Gemara continues with Shimon Atimni. What's the source according to Shimon Atimni? The opinion that we actually follow, which is that if it's kares, if it leads to, if it's a punishment of an early death by Hashem, or if it's a more severe punishment of a death penalty, so then the child is a mamzer. Where does he get that from? Several like Rabbanan. Because he understands the phrase of Eloi Galaknaf Aviv as the opinion of the Rabbanan, as others who explain that that case is referring to as follows. It's not referring to the case where a uh, person marries uh, a woman who his father raped. No, that's not the case. Uh, rather, It's referring to his father now has a Shomer Shavah, meaning his father's brother passed away without any children and he was married. And so now this is really his aunt. Essentially, it's his aunt. Um, and that's what it's referring to. It's an, his aunt happens to be, it's a specific scenario of being a Shomer Shavah, where... Uh, the aunt and his father have the potential to do yibum or chalitza. They have to do yibum or chalitza. But in the end of the day, it's referring to his aunt, his father's brother's wife. And that is a punishment of kares. That is a punishment, a severe punishment of kares, of an early death. And that's what the phrase is referring to, not uh, to what Rabbi Kiva thought, what Rabbi Kiva holds, uh, which is that it's referring to an anusas aviv, the person that his father raped, no, it's referring to somebody totally different. It's referring to his aunt, just his father's brother's wife. And so that is uh, the source for uh, the position of Shimon Timni, the position that we follow, that because uh, the Shemeris Yavam, a person's aunt, is found very close to the Pasuk, to the verse that says that a person cannot marry a Mamzer, that is the source for the idea that a Mamzer is specifically from a relationship where uh, the punishment is is either kares, an early death, or Mises Bezdin, or the death penalty. Now, for all the opinions that we've mentioned until now, uh, they are all uh, of the opinion that the scenario in which the child is a mamzer, this is something that we explained in the last recording, that scenario in which a child is a mamzer, also it happens to be that uh, if they were to attempt, if the parents were to attempt to get married, uh, so then it wouldn't be viewed as a legal marriage. And that uh, there's a, there seems to be some sort of connection uh, between the two, that it's specifically in scenarios where it's not viewed as a legal marriage, so then the child would also be a mamzer. When it comes to this last opinion, Rabbi Yeshua, that is not the case, because Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion that even if it's kares, even if the punishment's kares, so then that would not be viewed as a legal marriage, and yet, the child is not a mamzer. The child would only be a mamzer if it's a more severe punishment of the death penalty, of the death penalty by the court. And so Rabbi Yeshua doesn't really fit uh, that analysis. But Rabbi Yeshua, he is the most limiting to say that it only applies within the context of the death penalty. So just in terms of the position that we follow of Shimon Atimni, practically, this would be limited. The cases of kares, of an early death, and or the or the death penalty, is essentially limited to cases of incest or of adultery. Of adultery that would also lead to a mamzer or, um, or of incest. But Rabbi Yeshua, what's the source for Rabbi Yeshua? He limits it even further. So Rabbi Yeshua 
What's his source? So it comes from the same pasuk, the same verse, but he says as follows. He says, He asks in that, in that initial uh, verse, which is found very close to the verse that says you're not allowed to marry moms there, it has two phrases. The first phrase is that a person shouldn't marry his father's wife. And then it says uh, this, uh, the the more unclear phrase of you shouldn't uncover the robe of his father. So he's basically asking, why do we need to have both of them? It's really redundant. There's no need to have both uh, statements. This is, in fact, these laws are found elsewhere. It's found elsewhere in the Torah, and it seems to be it's repetitive. Both of them are repetitive. We find elsewhere that you're not allowed to marry your father's wife. We find elsewhere that you're not allowed to marry your aunt, your father's brother's wife. So why are both mentioned? I can understand why one is mentioned, because it's there to connect it to the moms there, to teach us what type of relationship creates a mamzer? But why do I need to have both? So it must be alalav hachikamar. This is why we have it. we have it. Miloyikach ad loyigale have a mamzer. Tfei lo have a mamzer. It's there because really it's the first phrase, the first phrase of marrying your father's wife, even if it's not your mother, but to marry your father's wife uh, or to have relations with your father's wife. That itself will lead to the child being a mamzer. That the focus is really on the first phrase. And the reason why we have the second phrase is just, it's to add an extra love. It's to add an extra negative commandment, even though it's mentioned elsewhere. But Rabbi Yeshua, what's unique about Rabbi Yeshua, he says that we don't make the connection to the second phrase, which is what Rabbi Kiva did, and which is what what, um, Shimon Atimni did. Rather, we connect it back to the first phrase, that a person shouldn't marry his his father's wife. And that is a case of the death penalty. To marry... For a person to have relations with his aunt, with his father's brother's wife, does not lead to the death penalty, uh, which is why Shimon Timni says that it also includes a case of car race of an early death. Uh, but but uh, Rabbi Yeshua says that no, we learn it from the first phrase. The first phrase is referring to marrying your father's wife. That would lead to the death penalty. And so therefore, Rabbi Yeshua limits a case of mamzer specifically to a case where the relationship uh, would lead to the death penalty. And that is his source. Okay, that concludes the Gemara and uh, trying to figure out the source for all five different opinions. The Gemara now continues and says, Amar Abaye, Abaye says as follows, Hakol modem, everybody agrees with regards to the following two uh, situations. Beba al-Nida, a person who has relations with his wife while she's in Nida, while she, uh, it's during her period, while she's having her period or... Uh, any time after until she goes to the mikvah. She would have to go to the mikvah afterwards. But a person who has relations with his wife when she is in the state of nida uh, during her period and she has not yet gone to the mikvah, uh, so that is an iser kares. That The punishment is an early death. Uh, so according to Shimon Timni, really the child should be a mamzer. But we're going to see from Abaye that the child is not a mamzer in that case. And what's case number two? Case number two is that if a person's wife uh, commits adultery, so then uh, they are not allowed to remain married. They would have to get divorced. If they stay together, that is a violation of an of a negative commandment. It does not lead to kares, but it is a violation of a negative commandment. So according to Rabbi Kiva, the child should be a mamzer. But the point of Abai is to say, no, she ain't havlad mamzer. The child is not a mamzer. So the two cases where the child is not a mamzer, according to everybody, regardless of your position, of what type of relationship creates a mamzer, with regards to two cases, if a person violates the Torah and has relations with his wife when she's in Nida and she didn't go to the mikvah, so then 
that does not create a mamzer. And also, if a wife, if the wife committed adultery, so they're not allowed to remain married, they would have to get divorced. And if they stay married, um, so then that's a that's a, a violation of a negative commandment. But even there, the child, according to everybody, would not be a mamzer. And the Gemara explains why. Nida, Abai explains why. Nida, why for Nida? The Hatafsi Bakidushin. Shenamar, Utihi Nidasa, love, Philippishas Nida, Nidasa Tafsi Bakidushin. As we mentioned earlier, it's not just about the type of relationship, but it seems to be that it's more connected to whether or not the marriage will uh, be a legal marriage or not, even though it's a, a prohibition. A person's, uh, there is this prohibition. Uh, to have relations with your wife when she's in Nida. But the question is, will this uh, allow for the marriage to exist? Would it be viewed as a legal marriage? Um, and the Gemara says that based on the verse, the verse says, Tehini dasa, love with regards to the context of Nida, it says, and her state shall be upon him. And specifically that word of Tehi, Tehiyah, that, that word implies that it would be viewed as a marriage. That even if they got married while she was in Nida, uh, and let's say the way they they created the marriage was through having relations, which would which would be a prohibition, because she's in a state of nida. She's she had her period and she didn't go to the mikvah. Uh, still, the Torah is telling us it would be viewed as a legal marriage. The the Torah is telling us that it would be viewed as a legal marriage, and since it's viewed as a legal marriage, there's this connection between the two. If it's viewed as a legal marriage, the child is not a mamzer, and so if there's a child from a relationship of nida where the husband uh, and wife had relations while the wife was in Nida. So then the child would not be a mamzer. What's the proof from Sota? Sota nami, the proof from Sota also. Sota is the case where the wife uh, committed adultery. They're not allowed to remain married together. If they do stay married together, that's the violation of a negative commandment. But nevertheless, everybody agrees that it's still viewed, they're still legally married. They have to have a divorce document. Everybody agrees that they need a divorce document in order for them to get divorced. They need to get one because it's a prohibition for them to stay married. But it's not like the marriage automatically gets uprooted and you don't require anything. No, they are still viewed as legally married. They are legally married and it requires a divorce document. So since they are legally married, so therefore the child also, if they continue to stay married and they have relations and they have a child, the child is also not a mamzer. Okay, that is what the Gemara says. The Gemara now quotes a similar brisa to what Abaye says. Abaye is from the times of the Gemara. The Gemara now is quoting a brisa, which is which are, were notes from the times of the Mishnah, which says something very similar. They happen to add one additional case. The brisa says as follows: Tane nami Similarly, it was taught in the brisa. The brisa says that everybody agrees, no matter which opinion you take, everybody agrees that. The child of a relationship between a husband and wife when the wife is in Nida, she had her period and she didn't go to the mikvah, the child is not a mamzer. With regards to a sota also, with regards to a woman who committed adultery, if they were, to, if the husband and wife, the original husband and wife, they were to remain married, it's a it's a prohibition, but the child is not a mamzer. Just like what Abayah said, but he adds, the Bryce adds a third case. The third case is Shomeris Yavam. The third case is essentially a case of, of where there were two brothers. One brother was married uh, to his wife, and then the brother, that brother passed away without any children, and now the brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they have to do Yibam Rechalitza. They haven't done anything yet. They have to do Yibam Rechalitza. If she, in order for her to marry somebody else, she first has to have Chalitza done, but she didn't wait for Chalitza. She got married to somebody else, and that is a negative commandment. 
in the Torah. The Torah says she's not allowed to marry somebody else until she does Yibam or Chalitza. And so the Bryce is telling us that if she went ahead and married somebody else, the child is not a mom's heir. Even though according to Rabbi Kiva, a, a, any negative commandment will lead to the child being a mom's heir, but Shomeris Yavam, this case is different. And Rashi explains that the reason why this case is different is because the verse uh, also uses the same language, a similar language of of um, Losia, that uses the language of Tia, that which which is the same word which you found by Nida, uh, which is the idea that it is viewed as a legal marriage. That even though there's a negative commandment, and in general, Rikiva says that for an ordinary negative commandment, it is not viewed as a legal marriage, uh, but still, the Pasuk, the verse tells us explicitly that this is an exception to the rule, and so therefore, it would be viewed as a legal marriage. If it's viewed as a legal marriage for this sister-in-law to marry somebody else before she does chalitza, even though it's a prohibition, the child is not a mamzer. Okay, so the Bryce says that that case too, the child would not be a mamzer. Of Abaye, but Abaye, he only mentioned two of the three cases of the Bryce. Why didn't he mention this third case, this third case of Ishmael Yavam, of a sister-in-law who's waiting to do even more chalitza, and she marries somebody else before she does chalitza? Why isn't that included in the list? So my answer is no. Shemaris Yavam, this third case, it was unclear what Abaye held. Either Misafkalei, Ikarav, Ikishmul. He was unclear whether he follows the position of Rav or of Shmuel. What does that mean? Uh, because Rav is of the opinion that uh, really if she were to go ahead and marry somebody else before she does Chalitza, that would not be viewed as a legal marriage. He does not, so he, he reads the Torah and the verse in the Torah to say that it would not be viewed as a legal marriage. If it's not viewed as a legal marriage, so then the child would be a mamzer according to uh, Rabbi Akiva. Um, so he's unclear. Abai is not sure exactly uh, whether or not it's viewed as a legal marriage. Um, and so therefore he did not include it in the list. So Abai limits it to the two cases of Nida, of a child from a, um, from a husband and wife having relations while she's in Nida. Uh, while she, after she had her period, before or while she has her period, before she goes to the mikvah, and uh, also the case of Sota, where the wife commits adultery and they have to get divorced, the original couple has to get divorced. If they stay married, the child in that case is also not a mamzer. So those are the exceptions to the rule. Uh, so those are the the two slash three exceptions to the rule. And the Gemara will stop here. The Gemara. Uh, we'll continue analyzing the Mishnah in the next recording.